Was yeah. I drinking too much? Absolutely. Yeah. But those most of the population in truth, I mean, more than three drinks in a row is considered binge drinking. So most people I know would consider free drinks, that'd be moderate drinking. That'd be yeah. even like, be yeah, that's, lunch, yeah. Yeah. that's binge drinking. Yeah, like yeah. our bar of what is acceptable is so ridiculously high. This is The Summit by Fearless Adventures. I'm Dominic McGregor, and every week my co-founder David Nunes and I will be talking to inspirational leaders about their experiences as they strive towards their summit. Welcome to The Summit by Fearless Adventures. We're joined by Matt and Andy, the co-founders of Dry, an app focused on inspiring individuals to take a break from drinking or go completely sober, uh, something which is very close to my heart, so I'm really looking forward to the conversation today. Where do you sit in the spectrum of cold turkey versus benefits from not drinking it for a period of time? I think we, we've we changed our tune definitely over the last few months because I think we were very much, I was certainly, when I started my Lifeguard account, I was like banging the drum for sobriety, 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 because I saw such a massive shift in everything in my life in a positive way. But equally, after doing that for a long period of time, I'm definitely seeing a space for mindful drinking, for tactical breaks, for people being more conscious about their alcohol-free choices. And in line with that, obviously the alcohol-free drinks markets come on the journey as well. So this seems like now there's a lot more places offering alcohol-free alternatives. There's a lot more people doing it. So I think now is the time for people to take breaks from alcohol um, and not look too far ahead about going yeah. sober because it's quite, quite scary for some people. Re- replace the tactical chunder. Yeah. <laughs> Have a tactical break. Exactly. Yeah, and I think then the performance gains that people can get from that, we were talking about it earlier, actually, to have that experience of, actually, I do feel fitter, faster, healthier, I'm better at my job, my relationships are better. You can only discover that by trying it. Mm-hmm. And I think if it's too overwhelming, if it's a never again thing, that's too much for a lot of people. But if it's a tactical thing, I know secretly, because that's what I'm all about, someone takes a tactical break and they have that experience, that first-hand visceral experience of feeling fitter, faster, healthier, they're much more likely to take another tactical break and then mm. eventually they might end up in a similar place to me, which is, I love it, why would I drink? So, like, for me, people ask me what my summit is, my greatest achievement, you know, and I'm in a situation where I'm blessed to be able to point to a number of things, you mm. know, that I've done in my life. But I always come back to sobriety. Sobriety is my greatest achievement that I've ever done. Um, and it always will be. I don't think anything will ever come close to it. Maybe parenthood. But for me, that's been my, my biggest achievement and never a straight line there's times when you think what the hell am i doing this for from your perspectives from your personal journeys how was that experience and how close have you got to relapsing yeah so for me i describe myself as a middle lane drinker someone that would drink averagely moderately sometimes not at all so was it problematic to the extent that i was forced to stop absolutely not i decided to stop mm-hmm. but i was drinking miles too much because that was i was a broker in the city it was part of my identity. It was part of what I did as a broker. Culture of work. Completely. So to stop was really difficult. And I said to you earlier, I think it took me about three weeks to have this experience of this is incredible. I think there's more to this. At the very moment, my big mentor boss in the industry said to me on no uncertain terms, if you continue to not drink, your job's in peril. Because who's going to want to do business with a broker that doesn't bloody drink? Like How boring is that? Mm. And I was thinking, yeah, but hold on a minute. I think there's something in this. I'm going to be fitter and faster and give my clients a better service. So I had loads of wobbles. Mm-hmm. I stopped, started. How many times? I reckon over the space of a year or two. Yeah. I reckon 50 times. I so you were flirting with it? Yeah. Stopping, starting. I knew there was something in it. I couldn't quite crack it. And then when I finally got there, which took me to a month, I was like, this is it. And I ended so up... that three weeks was only after a yeah. period of... Stopping and starting. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's probably in a lot of people's stories. But then once I got on a roll, that was the game changer. And there was one moment a year and a half into it, funny enough, 
where a good friend of mine decided he was going to drink again. And it really put a bit of a wobble on me. I actually thought, well, hold on, if you can drink again, I can drink again. And there was no mm. big problem in the first place. And I paced up and down my kitchen for about an hour, waiting for my wife to come home, assuming that when I told my wife, actually, I'm flirting with the idea of drinking, she's going to go, ship it in. <laughs> you know, I've looked, there's my drinking buddy back. And she'd come in and said, what would you do that for? Why don't mm. you go back to that tiredness, grumpiness, can't be arseness? What are you talking about? And I was like, yeah, you're right. And that was yeah. it. I've never even considered it. And that was... Never consider it. You know, never, never again. Not nine years later. Loving it. I love every bloody second of it. There's not been a moment where you thought, oh, I just need something. No. Really? Genuinely, no. I, I, that was the moment for me. And once that was done, it's just never, it's not come back in, into my, my head. No, so a year and a half. Yeah, yeah. A year and a half. And it yeah, was... it took me to that point. It was a bit of a wobble. Yeah. But once that, that decision was made, there's just too many benefits. Yeah. It's all upside. Like, yeah. what? you get from it this is my personal story yeah, yeah no no there I wasn't mean, enough yeah. for, for me to go back like why would I so you've just passed so a year and a half two oh. and a half so yeah more, more that. that year and a half moments more yeah. closer to your memory then yeah so my journey was a little bit different so I was a bit more aggressive um, I was I was in the West End in the fashion industry I was drinking a lot you know started taking drugs because I was relying on drinking too much going down the whole slippery slope and then I felt so bad for such a long period of time I then found like I found Andy actually funny enough he was the first person I saw on a podcast watched that, read a few books, started being a bit sober curious. And then um, the new year came around, I thought, I'm going to try this. Tried it a mm. few times, like Andy, tried to have a week off. No, actually, experiencing a week off consciously was actually an amazing feeling. But I was very lucky because I actually went sober in the lockdown. So in the first yes, lockdown... So yeah, when the lockdown, I really benefited from that because I came out of the West End. I came away from all of my social mm. pressure and I had that period of sort of two or three months to really get under the skin of it and really enjoy it for that period of time. When I went back, I was like a new man. So I didn't want to yeah. compromise that. There's probably a very negative connotation with drinking while lockdown, wasn't there? Yeah, there was. Because you just getting drunk in your bedroom. Definitely. <laughs> and I did that for the first couple of weeks. So yeah. I, it was mid-April when I gave up. Of the first month, I was like, "This is great!" Yeah, yeah. You know, ordering, making sure. I was, people, I've got a story in my book about I was going to the supermarkets. Everyone was queuing up with toilet roll, and I was queuing up with baskets of alcohol. Mm. And I just, I was so worried that all the stores were going to close. And I, all I could think about, and at that point, I thought, "We're oh, a problem here." And this could also be a when toilet roll and paint, you know, yeah. 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 yeah, 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 yeah. Shit, what's Stella in your basket? Exactly. <laughs> but equally, so, when um, you announced your question, my first wobble and my only real wobble has been in my wedding last year which I suppose actually is about a year and a half into it last summer. Um, and it was because I was, I was getting married. It's my wedding. I was paying for people's drinks. It was a nice place in Mayfair. And I was like, I'm watching people drink champagne. I'm buying this one. Can I just do it for my wedding day? And yeah, I yeah. thought, I really asked myself a question for a long period of time. I didn't. Before, on the day as well? Before running up to, on the day even, yeah. On um, the day? On the day, You yeah. were in the back of your mind. Like, it was still there. Time, like, yeah. Should I just have a champagne? Should I, and I didn't. And I still can't work out really 100% of the truth is, do I, should I have done? Or not, um, but equally I didn't, and now I'm yeah. two and two and a half years down the line, and I don't think I can't I can't see my reason for ever starting. I'm in a situation where I'm getting married next year. That's probably not my problem. My big problem, the only thing I've never dealt with while being sober, is serious grief. Yeah, I'm not had that yet. I think, yeah, that's the only thing that could test me. Yeah, so I've not had it. See, I had serious grief when I was drinking, and that's mm. what caused me to go yeah, sober because yeah. yeah. I tragically lost my son in 2013 and he died at four and a half months old mm. and at that point and i described my relationship with alcohol as quite a normal drinker i was going mm. to work i was doing all right i was married and you know a house blah 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 and then I, I went from the relationship with alcohol went from something i wanted to something i needed overnight and that was a flip of a switch and it's quite scary you know coming mm. home that night after it happened i remember thinking right where's the drink and that was what i was leaning on and that 
from there actually was a slippery slope all the way down to sobriety. So I haven't had it um, touch wood in sobriety. You've not had serious grief in sobriety. I've had it while I was drinking and that makes me think that is not the answer. Yeah, I I think my symptoms, sorry, my first experience of of death was my my granddad dying and I remember that night out being the most booze-filled druggy night out ever because I just wanted to numb, Mm, you know, that deal with it. And I, again, I've not experienced it since being sober, so I'm very, yeah, that's one thing in my mind. I'm like, that's not what, I've not got over that yet while being sober. Everything else I've dealt with, I've dealt with highs and lows, celebrations, like, but I've not dealt with grief. Yeah. So uh, it's a question mark at the moment. Yeah. Back to the big mission. I mean, yeah, we've got lost in the sober story, so um, I hope you enjoyed them, but it gives context, context to why yeah. you're building dry. 50% of people, one in two people, you want to have a, a dry experience. That's in the UK, about 30 million people. Well, factor in. It's quite a lot of people. It's a lot of people. Yeah, so rather yeah. than us, I think, getting caught up in all those big numbers, which feels overwhelming, one in two people feels sort of achievable. Like yeah. on a night out, that 50% well, 100% of people are there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. we've, we've done it already. <laughs> yeah. There's no point. Yeah. Actually, quite a few people have said that since. They said, oh, yeah, I went out the other night and 50% weren't drinking. I was like, we've already achieved our goal. Yeah. But you know what it's like? I think that, for me, would be a wonderful thing, right? People are always going to drink. Good on them. My wife drinks. I choose not to. It'd be great, I think, if one in two people, I think it could just change the dynamic mm. of everything in so many ways. I think people learn different ways to socialise, to celebrate, to commiserate, and not feel socially pressured. I think that's a huge element of what happens at the moment. We feel mm. a bit socially pressurised to drink. So if we can help accelerate the movement, because the movement's already rolling, yeah. which is so exciting that the, the alcohol-free drinks in the trees flying if we can help accelerate that, that'd be something pretty cool. So yeah. you have to say that we're a little bit a part of that. So when it, when it comes to kind of, you know, the journey you guys are on from a business perspective, obviously, you know, it's very powerful to have a personal journey of overcoming adversity because, you know, we, we ourselves, we are like businesses in our lives. You know, we, mm-hmm. we have ups and downs and that helps you build a resilience which can lead into success in business, in my, in my opinion. And I think people who've gone sober have had that major adversity and major challenges to overcome. We're very early days in the dry story you know we're almost at like base camp this is like yeah. getting going yeah are we excited are we nervous how are we planning out the future we're beyond excited yeah. and i think what we've done is we've had a year of talks between myself and andy we've come together to deliver something we've very passionate about and it's something completely new that the industry's not seen before that's what we love about mm. it we've made it fun vibrant positive it's full of energy it's full of live content it's full of two bigger heads that have lived it, as you say, ourselves. And we're out there shouting about it ourselves. And I think in the sober world, it can be quite repetitive. And we've been guilty of that as well. And I think it can be quite intimidating for people. Whereas this is attractive. People are going to want to go be part of it. People who want to take a challenge. People who want to come to one of our events, wear our merch. We're making it a whole lifestyle and a community and where people will want to stay and thrive. So I think I, I was doing a couple of podcasts in America yesterday and I, I was like, couldn't stop talking about it because I was so anxious because we've been waiting for so long yeah. for it to come up. We've been going through the trademarking process. We've had to go through all of these loopholes. Now we're there. We're about to launch it next week, and we're literally so excited. And it's free, this barrierless entry. So, you know, we want to create this massive funnel, get as many people in there as possible, and help as many people change their life, which are the, the ripple effect will then change count, countless other lives as well. Yeah, I love it. And yeah, same thing. And I've sort of been in and around the alcohol free space for many, many years now and seen it completely evolve from this real black and white thinking you've either got a problem or you haven't. Into this what I asked you about. I didn't know. I thought I. I just from my experience, I assume a lot of people go sober. The ones that have to go sober. Yeah. Mm. You didn't have a problem. 
Yeah, and I wouldn't label it as that. Was yeah. I drinking too much? Absolutely. Yeah. But so is most of the population in true. I mean, more than three drinks in a row is considered binge drinking. So most people I know would consider free drinks, that would be moderate drinking. That'd be a lunch. That'd be a lunch. That's binge drinking. Oh, yeah, like yeah. our bar of what is acceptable is so ridiculously high. Um, Especially in Britain, I think, you know, we've got a toxic culture. You know, we have a fantastic healthcare system which provides amazing support to people, but also that it provides support to anyone who gets intoxicated. Mm-hmm. And there's no consequences in the UK for binging. Yeah. You get an ambulance to pick you up and take you to hospital. Exactly. Yeah. Which is taking that service away from someone that's yeah. struggling at home because yeah. a heart attack or whatever yeah. it is, violent crime, all of those type of things. It's linked back to this one thing yeah. that, for me, we seem to have a cultural blind spot towards. It's like people will meditate, move their body, eat a nutritious diet. The last thing they'll ever question yep. is their relationship with alcohol. And that was my story. The last thing I ever questioned, I was trying to get fit and do all these things. And eventually it was the elephant in the room. It was like, I wonder if I stopped drinking, will that help? Mm. Stop drinking, and it changed everything. Mm. You know, that consistency. The cult, it's yeah. a little bit like a cult, isn't it? The, yeah. the, the pub booze culture in the UK, that's how I always see it. It's very, you don't, you don't question it, it's yeah. just there. Yeah, but I think that's changing. That's what's really yeah. been exciting over the last eight years. The, the alcohol-free movement that we touched on, hopefully what we're going to do at Dry, is really changing the messaging to put out these, I think, figureheads and these inspirational characters like yourself that are getting incredible results in business, in health, in sport, without drinking. Mm. And still having a bloody fun time doing it. Yeah, and we're very much about people living a better life as well. We're not talking to the people that really need help. We're talking to the people that are already in the fitness industry, wellness industry, meditating, etc., but still drink. So seeing where they can take their lives if they stop drinking for a period of time, I think that's what's really exciting. It's about getting from plus 10 to plus 100, mm-hmm. not from minus 20 to, to zero, if you like. Yeah, so we'll keep talking and we plan episode two in 2025, for example. What are we saying and how? And if we failed, why have we failed? Good question. I think if we've failed, let's start with that one. I think if we've failed, it won't be through lack of trying. I can say that I think the passion's there, the desire's there. Um, I'm not going to say we won't fail, but I believe that at the moment. I believe that with every bone. And in some ways we can't fail, right? Because the truth is this. It's our time. It's our effort. It's our investment. If we help one person, I know it sounds a bit cliche and a bit crap, but it's true. That's a massive success, right? How many opportunities do you get in life to help genuinely help one person's life? And it won't be one person. It might be Well, thousand. if you help one person, you ask help. so we've magnified it to the power of 10 we're being generous on ourselves but if we can get it to a thousand people i'm confident you know we can start with that that's ten thousand people get it to ten and what we're really going to do is rally all of the community because i think the alcohol free community want to give back they want to make a difference so a big part of what we're doing is to is to really get behind everyone to make them part of the journey with Mm us to help us reach more people Mm. so i don't think we can fail the second it's launched i think it's a success from a philosophical standpoint, from a business standpoint, of course, there's many hurdles to jump through. But it's really important to us that it's free. Mm-hmm. We want everyone to get access to all the real good stuff for free. And of course, there'd be some layers to that to set up the economics to allow us to do it. But essentially, we want to make sure that they, anyone can get everything they need for free, which I think is zero barrier to entry can help many, many people. And this is your second time. Yes. Starting this moment. Yeah. yeah. The... You know, the, the, the day, the day dot kind of moments are always, you know, very exciting. How much do you think that trodding that path and having that journey already and experiencing running a business help? Massive. Uh, and Matt will know that we've learned from your mistakes. Don't mm-hmm. You have to make lots of mistakes. And I think we will continue to make mistakes, but you learn from them. 
And having walked that path before, I think it's allowed us to come out of like when I left one, you know, being in 2019 and come back with dry, that I think is much more broader in terms of its reach and really mm. catching the tailwind of this incredible alcohol-free movement now. Mm-hmm. So for me, so much learning in that. And I have my own brokerage as well. So there was so much learning in running a brokerage. And all those skills combined, you know, yourself, I think you get better and better through experience, invariably through getting it wrong. Mm-hmm. It's always your best lessons, I think, when you get things wrong. So I'm hoping with dry, that's why it was important to get together with Matt, that I can bring that experience to it. Yep. And that will accelerate the reach. Yep. And how much does having people around you in general on the sobriety journey, business journey help? Yeah, I mean, that's what we think is the most important thing. So what you'll find is most people that go sober, you probably found yourself, you're probably the only person in your friendship group, the only person in your family. I've got any friends. <laughs> <laughs> I am the new person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. group of one. But then you've got all of these people all around the world that are their only of, they're only of. So it's like we're bringing them together in a free app with a free community, with free, vibrant, positive energy, online, offline events. So we think that's a massive deal. And that's why, and the beauty of, in answer to your question as well, 2025, we want to be a household, we want Dry to be a household name. And we don't see any reason why it can't. It's a free app, barrierless entry, and it's completely scalable. Because it, why would you not want to be part of that? You know, that's the, we, we're creating this amazing thing that is going to create this amazing ripple all around the world and improve so many lives. You know, that's why we're so excited about it, because we can't really see a stop point. Um, mm-hmm. And you know, when we get to one in two people by 2033... That's when we'll evaluate what we're doing. Oh, yeah. But until well, then, we've got a and it's exciting, isn't it? We're gonna yeah. we're gonna travel the world doing it. We're gonna meet new people. We're gonna take in new cultures, do events in different parts of the world. It's gonna be incredible while we do it, and that's ultimately success as well, isn't it? Yeah, um, you know, it's it's so exciting because you know I always look back at my business and think I wish I recorded more in the early days. Yeah, and this is like it's nice to be able to sit there and say, you know, you guys are at the start of a journey, the journey people go on to towards that summit. Yeah. You know, and that summit is something which. It's a very personal thing. Um, it could be a business achievement. Or it could be anything else. Um, but when when I talk to you about that that kind of journey, where for you guys, what do you think about straight away? Ooh, I'm thinking of it. the big dry. Yeah, the big summit. So we have a thing called the big dry, which is one in two people to choose dry by 2033. Dry. Choose dry to be dry to be dry. Yeah, yeah. so to choose free. dry. Yeah, to be alcohol free, and that could be take tactical breaks, mostly dry or 100 percent dry. But like one in two people for that, that really excites me. That so you, you could go out with your friends and every other person might be on a tactical break or choose not to drink. And that, that inspiration, obviously, you know, the tactical break of sobriety, you know, you've had personal stories with sobriety. Yeah. Um, I have as well. <laughs> <laughs> We've got this conversation on record. So when you yeah. come back in a couple of years and say, oh, I said this, <laughs> I'd be like, no. <laughs> but I'm, I'm, I'm really excited for you. And I think... Um, I wish you all the best and a massive success with Dry and looking forward to supporting the journey and people will hear about it through me because I'll be banging the drum because it's, it's my world as well. Yeah. Thank you so much for having us on yeah. as well. Yeah. Thanks so much. Thank you so much for listening. If you have been inspired to take a break from drinking, a tactical break, I've not actually heard that word before, I'll go sober. Please check out the Dry app because um, it will help you and as someone who's been there before, um, it might help someone around you not yourself but someone you notice has got problems so please feel free to send it to someone who might need it more than you and this is the summit by first adventures please make sure to like comment and share the podcast and as always please let us know your feedback and we'd love to know who you'd recommend as a guest to join us next week